I think maybe my favorite aspect of every NFL offseason, especially over the last five years, has been the cringy updates of Aaron Rodgers' sex life. And we have the... Maybe the cringiest... There's a weird thing about Aaron Rodgers where, like, he can't just date normal people. He has to date, like, other celebrities or, like, weird people of note. And in this case, apparently Aaron Rodgers is dating a woman... I don't know if this is her name. Must just be her nickname. I'm assuming Blue of Earth. No, she she legally changed it. This what 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 is what the fuck is wrong with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the, but between him and his family, and always having to date celebrities, and now dating a, a witch, what the fuck is going on with Aaron Rodgers? Like, what what is wrong with this guy? I, I mean, she calls herself a spiritual influencer, oh. which is just modern day witch. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, what's the difference between spiritual influencer and witch? I, I I can't tell the difference. I mean, maybe she doesn't practice paganism. I don't know. Well, you can be a good witch. You can be like a Stevie <laughs> Nick good witch, right? It's it's like the pe- people that, so she's one of those people that says, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. What does that mean? <laughs> so I'm not religious, but I believe in, like, spirits. That sounds like it's a undefined religion to me, in I, my opinion. I, I mean, conceptually, my thought process behind it would be I don't follow, like, religions have all these rules and laws, right? Judaism has uh, specific things that they're not, they're not supposed to do. Christianity has certain things that they're not supposed to do, right? Um, and, and if you defy these laws, then you upset God, etc. cetera. Uh, whereas being spiritual, you just, like, believe that there is some sort of higher power, but not necessarily that all of the decisions that we make are being judged by that person or something. So I can tell uh, Newman's been to the church of uh, fish a couple times. <laughs> this, this, this is definitely, uh, this sounds like an explanation that Newman's got at a, like a jam band festival. Uh, but let's, let's I don't know. That, no, that, that was purely the off the top of my head. Of psychedelics. I mean, I think we can all get down with that. A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, it's, and there's, there's her, evidence, so, scientific evidence that proves it. And she, she considers her, she's not a woman of medicine, but she considers herself a medicine woman. Not quite sure what that means either. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Quinn? <laughs> like, the more you read on her, the more ridiculous she gets. And, again, looks aren't everything. Looks are not everything in life. I didn't think Aaron could do worse than Shailene Woodley, but, but Blue of Earth ain't great. Like, she is not the looker. Um, when you consider who Aaron Rodgers has dated, she Olivia Munn, who's, I mean, crazy. I think they've gotten worse, right? I think it goes it's gotten worse Munn, every time. Patrick, Woodley, Blue of Earth, maybe? Yes. It goes in the order of, like, Munn, Danica Patrick, Shailene Woodley, Blue of Earth. Do you like, think Aaron Rodgers has to- gotten uglier? He has. Now that that is undoubtedly true as well. He's he's dated he's slowly dated uglier and uglier how as he's slowly turned more and more into a meth addict. Yeah. Um He's a he's just a weird fucking guy, man. He can't help but do these really cringy things. Like I don't know, if if, if I'm an athlete, I go the um Josh Allen route. And I just date a smoking hot cool chick that's, that's like a model, so like a supermodel. Yeah, it's gotta it, be so easy. It's so fucking easy, dude. Like, like you don't even, it, you don't have to get on dating websites, nothing. Just through friends, 
just like a three questionnaire. It's like, are you a celebrity? No. Are you hot? Yes. Are you fucking cool? And I'm getting you because of my social status as a you know NFL quarterback. Yes. That's who I would date. Someone who's low key, just hot and awesome. Not Brittany Matthews. Not well. well I was gonna go there. Is is what Aaron's done? Like his dating record better than uh, Patrick Mahomes? No. Just getting wifed up at I don't know high school or whatever, or uh, Russell Wilson marrying some chick who thought she hit it big on draft day, and then obviously produced a ton of content for us. Yeah, no, I mean, Brittany Matthews is, I, I don't care what anyone says. Like, everyone's like, oh, she stayed with them since high school. Oh, Duh. yeah, crazy. He stayed with her since high school. Yeah, I mean, he was, it wasn't <laughs> like he was like a schlub coming out of high school. He was definitely a star at their, a star quarterback at their high school, highly recruited, four-star recruit. dad played Major League Baseball. Yeah, who's dad, exactly. It, and it wasn't like, yeah, he wasn't like a rags to riches story. Like, Patrick Mahomes started at the middle top and ended up here. Like, Brittany Mahomes, people that are like, he's, she stayed with him through everything. Through what? When he was a blue chip, you know, high school quarterback going to play for Texas Tech. Whose dad was a famous baseball player? Exactly. Like, not, like, not a, you know. I don't admire Brittany Mahomes. But I didn't mean for this to turn into a Brittany Mahomes rant. But it is really interesting what, you know, professional athletes, who they choose to date. And but I, compare, him, compare him to Tom Brady, right? He, look, at, look at Brady Giselle. Rogers, his significant others. Like, it's just so funny when uh, you just compare. Like, one's doing it right on and off the field, and, and one is mostly doing it right See, on Bra- the field. Brady is just, I mean, his genius knows no bounds. He not only finds a fucking supermodel wife, he finds somehow someone that makes more than him, infinitely more than him. She, she's, like, just shy of a billionaire, reportedly. Um, who stays out of the, the media. You know, she had that one thing during the Super Bowl where she was ripping on Eagles fans uh, after after they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But she was just kind of defending her guy, and it wasn't, like, cringy and annoying like Brittany Mahomes. I just don't understand. Like, go the Josh Allen route. If you're a famous athlete, go the Josh Allen route. Like, his girlfriend, whose also name is Brittany, by the way. I love the Our Brittany's Better. Uh, the the mill <laughs> the Bills Mafia they they love they're to say savage, that. Man. Oh, they're savage, man. They're so savage. savage. They always say our Britney's better because they're they're both Britneys, but Josh Allen's Britney is just infinitely better. And that's the route you should go if you want to find find the hottest chick in Buffalo. That's who you need to date. <laughs> Straight up, don't. I feel like Aaron Rodgers. He meets his girlfriends at like parties with Miles Teller. You know what I'm saying? Like I like Burning Man. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Like that's that's where Aaron Rodgers fires up Bumble. He doesn't he doesn't go to like Victoria's Secret parties. He goes to Joshua Tree, takes too many shrooms, and then just opens up Bumble. That that's Aaron Rodgers' approach to dating. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's just nothing for any of us. But it's wrong when you're Aaron Rodgers. He's such a ticking time bomb, man. I mean, every relationship he's ever had, and you know, I feel like we're TMZ right now, picking apart Aaron Rodgers' relationships. But it is funny because, like, he's a guy who he's estranged from his family. He doesn't really have a lot of like public beefs with any of his teammates. But at the same time, no. it doesn't seem like he's actually friends with any of his teammates. It's really fucking weird. And some guys have Except for Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is like his only friend who like he, I, Randall Cobb, he's, he's kind of like a beta. He just kind of goes along, goes well, for the also, flow. You know, that guy that like, if a guy gets you a job, you're going to be nice to him. 
right? <laughs> like you're not gonna you're not gonna spit on the hand that feeds you. Like of course Randall Cobb's gonna be like, you saved me from the Texans. Okay, Thank okay, you. okay. Question, question. Aaron Rodgers, anyone that he's dated, or Jordan Rodgers wife who he married from the bachelorette jojo fletcher i'm gonna have to look i don't even (laughs) guess that i don't even know who jordan rogers is jordan rogers is aaron Rodgers' younger brother he played quarterback at vanderbilt and he used to work for the sec network oh jojo fletcher yeah i remember jojo and he he does not talk to aaron Rodgers, correct correct he is estranged it's just so fucking weird to me man well aaron Rodgers is estranged He's not a strange. He's a weird. He's a weird guy, and um, as as a Vikings fan, it, it is crazy because I've actually always loved Aaron Rodgers. I'm not the type of guy that just instantly hates our biggest uh, rival. I've actually always admired Aaron Rodgers until this past off season when I feel like he just kind of fell off the handle and 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 made a spectacle of himself. And he's had back to back MVP seasons, also two first round exits from the playoffs. Um, I, I love watching this fall, and I think it's going to come hard, fast and hard. And with this contract, like, you, you sign your 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 quarterback who's, like, you know, verging on 40 to this massive contract, and then all of a sudden he's dating witches and you don't have the best wide receiver in the league anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but the, the fall of Rome is coming. It's coming rapidly, and I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that Vegas is still so hot on the Packers because I am not. Well, uh, according to Colin Coward, he has the Vikings going 16 and 1. So, <laughs> I mean, Colin Coward has has uh, the uh what the Vikings. What, what's more likely? Aaron Rodgers' relationship lasts through the football season or the Vikings go 16 and 1. I'd say Vikings or the <laughs> I'd say Vikings going 16 and 1 for sure. <laughs> I dude, I, I don't I don't even give this witch relationship till like the beginning of camp. He's going to, like, announce a relationship with, like, some weird, like, older actress, like Nicole Kidman. He, like he, Is Madonna available? Ma- oh, dude, Madonna. That would be perfect. Aaron Madonna Rogers. hangs out A-Rod, with A-Rod to A-Rod. Madonna would go Brown. A-Rod to A-Rod. Wait, what? Madonna hangs out with who? If Madonna Kanye went A-Rod. West and Antonio Brown. Oh, my swear God. Swear to God. If That's... Madonna went A-Rod to A-Rod, so she dated both A-Rods. <laughs> yeah, but Drew, Drew, you didn't see this picture. It was going around the internet. Who's Kanye's like awful chick seeing right now? Just go the ah, it doesn't matter. She's insufferable. But it's a picture of her and Madonna smoking on a couch, and Antonio Brown, Kanye, and a bunch of groupies like having headphones on. I bet you they're the listening most, to Kanye. It is. It is the most wretched picture in the world. Antonio Brown and Kanye West in the same room. That's got to be fucking awful. And no, they're like best friends now. Oh, they're I know. Investors, oh, I know. They... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen the Aziz and Sorry where he walks into Kanye's room and Kanye's sitting on a couch by himself, dark room by himself, listening to his own music. And they walk in and he goes, "Yo, these beats are dope." Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 weird that the celebrity That's also something Aaron Rodgers would say. You'd walk into a dark room, Aaron Rodgers is watching his own highlights, highlights? and he's like, Yeah. It's like, did you see that pass? Like, Yo, that throw was dope. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally something Aaron Rodgers would do. He absolutely would. He absolutely would. Oh man. Uh, the news that we have in middle of June, blue yep. of Earth. All right, so so my favorite news story of the week um is about uh this weird news story that came out of India. Um, apparently, a elephant trampled a 70-year-old woman. 
And I, I've read this from like four different stories because at first it just seems so far fetched. Like, and this isn't sports related. It's just I have to mention this story because it's so fucking ridiculous. So, elephant tramples seventy year old woman. They have her burial, and the, the elephant shows up at the funeral and tramples her corpse. Like, I have so many questions about this, and I, I, I trust me, I've searched. There aren't answers. Like, is the elephant like? I know who we should ask. Is, is the elephant just, like, roaming around town and, like, if someone's like, hey, you know that bitch is being buried today, right? And she's like, oh, that bitch I trampled last week? Nah. And so he fucking walks down the street, shows up at his funeral, and everyone's like, oh, no, the fucking elephant that killed her is here. He's fucking here right now. And the elephant's like, yeah, fuck this. Rolls up to the front of the funeral and just starts trampling her corpse. I have so many questions about this story. We was, should Aaron, was Aaron Rodgers at that we, we funeral? Should ask, we should ask Blue of Earth. Blue Earth knows. I'm telling you. She's the only person in the world that might have the answer to this question. She gave the eulogy at the elephant's funeral after they put the elephant down after. Because it is funny. Like, they didn't put the elephant down after she trampled the seven-year-old woman. It's just like, yeah, that's only one strike on the, on the, on that elephant. We didn't put her down. I'm, I'm thinking when she when he showed up at the uh, funeral and desecrated her grave, that that's when they decided, you know what? This elephant's a menace. We got to put him down. <laughs> I've never heard of anything like this. I, I'm like weird. Not I won't say weirdly. Like alligator attacks, tiger attacks, bear attacks. Like those. Like I want to know the intricacies of like why it happened. This just seems like a complete psychopath of an elephant. I'm reading an article now, and it's just like well, elephants are crazy intelligent. Like they they they, they can actually like interpret art. They can actually like, like like they can straight up. There's elephants that paint pictures, and it's not just like a random act. Like they actually know what they're doing. Elephants are incredibly intelligent. They're like the third highest intelligence of like any mammal on 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 Earth, which is insane. They're they're incredibly complex emotionally. So I do think it was personal for this elephant. Um, and I'm gonna Newman segue out of this. But speaking of personal, uh. My my one of my favorite stories of the week is whenever players leave teams, especially wide receivers, it's so funny just watching them throw their teammates under the bus. There's two guys there that seem to be doing this right now. AJ Brown, but especially Tyreek Hill. Dude, Tyreek Hill is is gone just Drew Rosenhaus, who's his agent, like he really knows how to pick him, doesn't he? Uh Tyreek Hill is just throwing the Chiefs under the bus. And I'm sorry, but he's making direct attacks at Andy Reid, which is who can who can insult Andy Reid like seriously? But he's making just outrageous remarks about two is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. He actually conceded that Patrick Mahomes has a a, a bigger arm than Tua. Yeah, no shit. You would have looked like a complete fool if you didn't say that. But what do you guys think about this Tyreek Hill thing? Is, is he just a cancer waiting to happen for the Dolphins? Oh, absolutely. He's a ticking. I mean, he's a ticking time bomb, right? You said that about Aaron Rodgers but it can't be more true about Tyreek Hill. He's going to freak out on the sidelines. I mean, he freaked out on the sidelines and at coaches in Kansas City. Can you imagine when he doesn't get any red zone touches and he is just, and Tua like, like gets stuffed at the two yard line on third and goal. He is going to lose his ever loving mind. Man, the Dolphins have really messed up this off season, man. Um, the, the the Brian Flores situation, the Tom Brady situation, uh, you know, I, man, I, it's 
it's going to be a train wreck, and I'm here to watch it because, as as Newman knows, I mean, they are just kind of a dumpster fire of a franchise. Agreed. I mean, not only do I know, I've written an article about it. Let's think about the <laughs> let's think about the Dolphins here for a second. Since Dan Marino retired, how many quarterbacks have they had? How many of them have won a playoff game? <laughs> none. I'm gonna guess none. I think it's one now. Who's Did Brian the, Greasy get one? Who's the best quarterback since? I, is it Chad? Pen- I, I feel like it might be Chad Pennington, <laughs> which is insanity. Chad Pennington is still the only quarterback to uh, win a division in which in which Tom Brady was playing in that in that uh, league uh, when you know uh, twice. Yeah, twice. so it's definitely Chad Pennington <laughs> twice. He's like the only the, one to do it twice. He's the only guy that's really had any success since. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees beat him a couple years ago when the Bucks won the Super Bowl, but that's but that he hasn't done it twice. It only is, once. It is funny though, because uh, obviously the Dolphs, the Dolphins look like complete fools for not taking Justin Herbert in hindsight over Tua. I mean, their, their franchise would have who had put- all the red flags. Yeah, right. I mean, Tua. I mean, not even just injury, like. You know, I mean, his, his his height and and I mean, there was just there was a lot of things there. And Justin Herbert was just like he kind of didn't produce, but he I mean, he's he is prototypical. Yeah, it's in so fairness, much. in fairness to to uh, I think if Justin Herbert had went to the Dolphins, we would have not seen what we've seen out of him so far, because I just think they would have mishandled the situation. I actually disagree because I, I disagree. I think that the system, if you look at the coaches that Herbert actually, I, I think Herbert's a stud. So we, we were talking about like uh, Zach Wilson this week in our group chat. I think we'll, there, we'll get to that. I think there's 26 teams that could have mishandled uh, Zach Wilson's development. I think the Jets might be one of them. But Justin Herbert, I think he's one of these rare studs, like a Peyton Manning guy who no matter what franchise he goes to, he, he, he's going to be Justin Herbert no matter what. I, I, I truly believe that about Justin Herbert. But what I was going to say about the Dolphins, they make the terrible mistake in Tua, and then they accidentally make the best decision of their entire franchise's history in not pursuing Deshaun Watson, purely by accident. Nobody yes. can convince me that it was like a, 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 a well-calculated move. No, I think that they actually convinced themselves that they thought that Tua could be the guy of the future, and that inevitably is going to pay off for them because – the whole Deshaun Watson situation. We don't have to go into it, but yeah. Um, they, I mean, can you imagine the Dolphins right now with Deshaun Watson? Hilarious! Oh my god, it'd be funny as fuck. That that would that would quite live up to the Dolphins' reputation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, in 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 other wide receivers saying weird things about their quarterbacks, um, or I don't know if it's weird, but being super defensive of their quarterbacks. Devontae Adams claims that Derek Carr is very comparable to Aaron Rodgers. I forgot. That was almost so insane. My brain couldn't register it. Like I didn't put that on. I didn't put that on the outline because like I couldn't even understand it. Well, so, so in defense of Devontae Adams, at least Derek Carr was his college quarterback. Correct. So like, like Tyreek Hill is making these statements after appearing in how many AFC championships in a row with the chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Four? Is the, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And no, nobody can convince me otherwise. He's the most talented guy I've ever seen play the position. Now, you're making these judgment calls based on, like, OTAs and fucking minicamp? Get the fuck out of here. Right. I yeah. mean, I... I when the quarterback I, I, can't get hit? And there, there's a better way to phrase this. And I think Devontae Adams, who is an infinitely smarter guy than Tyree Kill, in my opinion, the, the way that he carries himself and the way that he deals with the media... He is doing it the right way because he's not even throwing Aaron Rodgers on the bus. He's just saying, you know what? Derek Carr is also really good. 
So I, I don't really have any problem with Devonta Adams' statements, and and you do kind of got to prop up your guy. And by the way, Devonta Adams still think he's gonna be a stud this year. Still, oh, still think God, he's gonna be an absolute wide. stud. And, and I think Newman, you know, saying that the the Car Adams they have a connection. I think Car is gonna feed. Oh yeah, Adams for sure. Like, I, I mean, what, I think. What do you guys think that affects? I think the Raiders have. Though? I think the Raiders have three wide, three three pass catchers. And that's it. So it's going to be heavy volume for all three of them. Uh, if one of them gets hurt, that increases the volume for sure. But I don't, I don't see any of the other Raiders wide receivers on their depth chart being anything of significance, barring they don't add somebody, which obviously there's still quite a few good ones out there. When our group chat the other day, I was just bagging on the Raiders, and then Derek Carr or uh, Derek, not Derek Carr, Derek in our from Sports Memory tried to change the subject to the lightning, and I said, can you please stop trying to change the irrelevant subject? I'm trying to bag on the Raiders for no reason. But w- w- one of the points, and I don't know why I irrationally hate the Raiders, but I just do. Uh, this is their wide receiver group. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Awesome top yep. two guys. Yep. Re- Hunter Darren Renfro, Wall- Darren Hunter Waller Renfro is a tight end. Is, Hunter Renfro is one of the best slot receivers in the league. Absolutely. Straight up. Darren Waller uh, at tight end, who's a great pass catcher. Yep. Mostly a wide receiver, so we can include him in this group for now. Yep. But here's where it drops off. Demarcus Robinson. Remember Demarcus Robinson, the stud yes. from the Chiefs? Yep. Former former Florida Gator. I th- that, I, I'm, I, I'm joking, by the way. Yeah. If you can't perform with Patrick Mahomes, you suck balls. And Demarcus right. Robinson sucks <laughs> balls. So that's their third receiver. Then, so let's just say Devontae Adams gets hurt. All of a sudden, guess who slides in for Devontae Adams? Keelan fucking Cole. Keelan Cole, yeah. Mac Hollins. These you, are their backups. Guys. Do you know where Keelan Cole played his football last year? Giant Jets. Correct. And he couldn't even really get on the field. He sucks. Would <laughs> Would Ty Hilton or Julio Jones be a veteran guy that could go into that? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think they absolutely need to. I think Ty Hilton would be a great addition. Honestly. I think. They, I think so too. I think, I think Ty on the Raiders is smart. I think. Uh, I I I I like Ty, but I think Julio is a better presence for them because. Um, I, I do think Julio, for all intents and purposes, is done. But he's a veteran guy, and he can play on the outside, which is what they need. I think Ty still got it. That's why I would prefer Ty in that situation. I don't necessarily think that you know Julio Jones has nothing to offer. But if I'm looking for production, uh, potentially if Hunter Renfro or Devonte Adams gets hurt, I'd rather have Ty. And OBJ could also be a play for them. Oh, 100 um, percent. OBJ. OBJ's question mark, especially now, is you know coming off the ACL injury, and he's also a guy who, don't forget, has had some hamstring issues, and what happens when you come back from an ACL injury? Soft tissue injuries are also very susceptible to him. Sure. I do think OBJ, though, I'm calling it right now, OBJ ends up with the Cowboys. I, I mean, I, I, really I think I think that. that's a good fit for them, and that that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I mean, speaking of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they need a wide receiver, right? Their wide receiver one right now is currently uh, Alan Lazard, I believe. So... Desperately yeah. need a wide receiver, and I hope they don't get it. They don't have money to do it, so they I don't. I, I don't think they will do it. But yeah, yeah. But can we talk about? Did you guys see uh, Terry McLaurin's on the trade block? Speaking of wide wide receivers, now that's a guy. I think if you, if somehow the Packers could acquire him, he scares me because I think he could be every bit as good as uh, Devontae Adams. You shut your dirty whore mouth. I'm not saying it will happen. <laughs> I'm just saying I think he could. I think. That's a guy who's never actually played with a good quarterback, and he's still produced at a really good rate. He's a he's a top five receiver instantly if he goes to the Packers straight up. I mean, one hundred percent. Terry McLaurin is is a stud. He is. I mean, he's he he is an absolute stud. Uh, 
it is funny that the whole holdout thing happens, you know, shortly after the Carson Wentz trade. It's almost like he doesn't want to play with Carson Wentz because who does? Well, he also, you know, has produced for four years and he doesn't have a contract extension or three years and he doesn't have a contract extension yet. So I would definitely know. And, and he's only him. scheduled to make 3.8. <clears throat> so, I mean, obviously it's going to be a sign and trade, right? Like right. It's, he, he's not going to go to a team without a contract. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think right now, I mean, there's some wide receiver needy teams. Contenders. Um, the, Colts, the, the Colts have money. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts made a run at at uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, that's been talked about here. Then that becomes a pretty scary offense. Yeah. Um, with Naheem Hines, who's going to play the play the, the Debo Samuel role. You got Pittman. You got Alec Peters. I like out of Cincinnati. Alec Pierce. Quite a bit. Alec Peters. Pierce. And if you can add Pierce. Terry McLaurin to that. Um, that's, uh, that's, that, that's a pretty good talent, um, there in Indy. Yeah. I, I, I think he's the name. I, I, do you guys know anyone else on the trade block? I mean, that's, that's kind of going to be the summer buzz to watch. Right? I mean, it'd be embarrassing if Washington doesn't get a deal together because they have nobody else, the, nobody else. They have to find a way to sign him. Um, yeah, I think they have to. There, Curtis no Curtis Samuel, who I went all in on in fantasy last year, who played like four downs last year. Um, I do think he, if, if he's healthy, that guy, the guy really is a stud. But if they lose Terry McLaurin, it all of a sudden is dangerous territory. Because assuming Dotson doesn't explode on the seat on the scene, and and we've been, let's face it, we've been spoiled the last couple of years. Just assuming with with generational talents busting on scene like Justin Jefferson and uh, why am I drawing a blank? Bengals both from the same Jamar team. Chase, Jam- Jamar Chase, like these guys, they don't come around like this all the time we, the, what we've seen with Jamar Chase and, and Justin Jefferson it might never happen again like these are Randy Moss off like just once in every 10 year signings uh the odds that Dotson is a year one contributor very very slim if they get rid of Terry McLaurin we're talking about Diami Brown Cam Sims like th- this is not a good team without Terry McLaurin I, I don't so I fully hate those two that. wide receivers but the, n- neither one of them is ready to be a number one no and way neither, and neither is Curtis close. Samuel not even close um no I mean I, I already think Washington's gonna be bad this year oh, mostly yeah, because I think Carson Wentz is bottom five quarterback um I think Washington's if they I mean if they lose Terry I don't I don't really mind it if they maybe can go out and get a first rounder because this team ain't competing with or without Terry. So I'm not of the camp of they have to go out and keep this guy because look at what wide receivers are getting paid. They're not going to compete this year. They're probably not going to compete next year. Should they go pay Terry McLaurin 15 to 20 million dollars? I don't think so. So I actually think the Washington should trade Terry uh, because, I mean, they're, they're last place in that. division. Here's my thing. Uh, if you're Washington, you had to know that at some point you, this wide receiver is going to say something, right? You, I mean, you're looking at the situation. He's put up a bunch of good productive seasons. You know he's not. He's in the last year of his contract. Uh, he's going to want to get paid, especially with all the wide receivers getting paid this offseason, right? You, uh, during the draft season, you never approached him about getting an extension done? How does this linger this long to where you, one, to, to where you, one, don't either get a contract extension done or, two, don't get something for him in the draft, right? When the draft is coming up. Instead, you wait till after the draft. Now you've lost all your leverage. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Washington is such a clown franchise. I mean, they, they still have going for them exactly what they had last year with zero upgrades to their team whatsoever. Zero yeah. upgrades. They still have 
maybe the most dominant defensive line in football. End of strengths. <laughs> yeah. End of strengths. Like straight up, that, that, that's that's the end of their strengths. That Washington, their their DBs are Swiss cheese. It's terrible. Yeah, it made no improvements. I'm I'm staring at their depth chart right now. It's fucking terrible. They got Newman's boy Antonio Gibson though. Kendall Fuller, I mean Kendall Fuller was a good signing. Like they have some decent people, but it's yeah, no, it's it's definitely not something you can live with. Swiss and, cheese, and I would not be surprised if they're, they're they don't finish last in that division, right? I mean, if, or if they finish last in that division. Yeah, I, I think um, they're going to finish last. I, I definitely think, I think they will. I don't think I don't think it's, there's any doubt about it. So Carson Wentz we, isn't. So speaking of a team that is good on defense. Um, and and does you know is supposed to be pretty good on defense. Uh, can, we, make- can we stay on wide receivers for one second? Because I just I want to go yeah. back to AJ Brown real quick. For sure. Uh, um, Drew, you've talked about the laughable franchise, uh, the laughable wide receivers the Baltimore Ravens have had. Well, Tennessee hasn't exactly had the best history of wide receivers either. AJ Brown said on a podcast he's the best Titans wide receiver ever. What do you guys think about that statement? Because there's not a lot of competition there. I mean, who do you got? Derek Mason and, Derek Mason's and, 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 and Dyson? Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt was really good for, for several one years. Season. Dyson? Kevin Dyson? The, like those are those are the two Titans wide receivers. Well, I mean, it's that probably Derek of. Mason. Yeah, probably. No, I think like, it's AJ, that's not 100. It's Derek Mason by AJ Brown. <clears throat> it's it's not absurd. All right, so I just pulled up the list, and it includes uh, the or, the Oilers. Uh, so it's a little bit. You know, sure. Their, their number one guy is Ernest Givens. I don't even know who that is. Um, no just straight up. But uh, Derek Mason is actually fifth on the list. And he's, I mean, in terms of just modern day, Fra- oh, Frank Wycheck. I mean, tight end, obviously. Tight end, yeah. but Frank Wycheck was a fucking beast. Sure. He was. Um, but he's not a wide receiver. He doesn't nope, count. Not a wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, he might be right. But at the same time, I think A.J. Brown's super overrated. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. He's a guy who has often been injured. Uh, he's produced what two thousand yard seasons and hasn't a- ever been a, a top. AJ Brown's guy. best skill is catch a slant and take it to the fucking house because yeah. that's he's, what he's doing. He's a physical beast. He's yes. huge. He's a monster, but he can't stay on the I mean, field. Everyone's seen the DK and and AJ Brown picture. I mean, that's it's right. infamous. Here's the thing, Ole Miss. How do you not with that with those two guys? Like, come on, <laughs> and Elijah Moore. Uh, yeah. Ole Miss has produced some hell of wide receivers the last several years. Um, anyway, so are we done with the wide receiver topic there? Or did, did you cover everything you wanted to, Brandon? We, 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 we can be, but it just kind of goes to the overall of, like, Drew, like you said, drafting a wide receiver seems easy recently, but you look at some of these franchises and, like, they've had no one. Well, how I about mean, the Patriots? Like, wide receiver isn't the most important position, but like that kind of got me thinking of when I saw this and you hit on the Baltimore's receiving list all the time. I'm like, there's been teams that have never had a marquee wide receiver. I mean, I think wide receiver is becoming a more and more important position as we've moved to more of a passing game and the running backs have become less and less um, durable, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's forced it to where the super talented players are all playing wide receiver as opposed to playing running back like they were back in the day, just because there's way more opportunity for them to succeed and be impactful. Yeah, so honestly, if you want to just talk stats, it's not even close. Like, A.J. Brown isn't even in the top 10. Um, a guy that, like, is leagues ahead of him is Nate Washington. 
How disappointing. Oh, yeah. Remember Nate Washington? He was always a lot of guys' sleepers going into fantasy years, and he never quite produced. He had, he had like, one or two good seasons. But, yeah, Nate Washington is leagues ahead of them. So I don't think his statement is really even close to being accurate. I don't know if it if it if if we're, you know, total receiving yards is what we want to look at for what he's saying. But, anyway. Um, all right. So yeah, we, we can move on to Minka now. So, so yeah. So Minka Fitzpatrick signs an extension, um, becoming the highest paid safety in the NFL. Great signing. Uh, we all, you know, we've all been very big fans of Minka Fitzpatrick since, before, you know, since he came out of college. He actually, well, his final two were Florida State. So I was super invested in his recruitment process and utterly disappointed that we didn't have Jalen Ramsey and Minka Fitzpatrick on the field at the same time in Florida State. Would have been but, nuts. Yeah, that would have been insane. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick extension uh, for the Steelers. The Steelers have an incredible defense. Will they score any points? <laughs> yeah, no. So I sent, I maybe I sent the stat out to the group chat. I definitely sent it to Marcus and JC. The Steelers have, by salary cap hit, the most expensive, expensive defense defense and the least, least expensive, expensive offense. offense. I did see that. So, like, I don't know if that's ever been done before. I, 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 you can probably Google it and figure it out. But that's just a wild stat to be number yeah. one spent on defense and last on offense. Um, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, of course, Marcus, who's norm- normally on this pod, he loves it. He's like, let's get back. This is Steeler football. We're back. But uh, guys, you, have to, you that, have to be able to score points. Here's some here's some hyperbole for you. The Steelers might have the best defense in the league, straight up. Um, if you look at what they've done, I love some of their signings. Miles Jack, what a sneaky under the radar signing Miles Jack was. Uh, their defensive front is still monstrous. I think they've made huge improvements on their secondary. The Steelers, they what what do the Steelers do? They're a fantastic organization. They focus. They know that. This isn't their time to go for a quarterback because they just don't have the draft position to get one. So what do they do? They invest in their defense. I love what the Steelers have done this offseason. And although I still wouldn't even consider them a top two contender, even in their division, they are potentially one of the most interesting teams in the league. Because if Mitch Trubisky can even just be Ben Roethlisberger from last year, we're talking probably an 11-team win. An 11-team, 11-win season. Um, I I think the Steelers are a weird dark horse uh, this year because that defense is lights out. It's fucking good. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, they're good on all three levels. I yep. mean, they're they're I mean their weakness is Terrell Edmonds at safety, and he's average, maybe a little below average, but like he's it's fine. Really hard to find a really hard to find a weakness. So um, so I've got a question for you guys though. We, we, with the, I mean, we've seen it. It's been a trend, obviously, with the wide receivers being on the other side. The safeties have become more and more of a thing. Uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, the Ravens draft uh, in our little group chat, and, and we were talking about Kyle Hamilton, and they also signed Marcus Williams. So they've invested heavily in the safety position this year as well. Um, but it just seems like with more and more teams running, you know, the Vic Fangio too high defense that everyone seems to be starting to run, safeties have become more and more important. Uh, throughout the course of you know the the entire season and in the NFL and in general, um, do you think that this is a trend that we're going to see that's going to continue, yes. or do you think we're going to eventually see something flip back? Uh, but the the nice thing about Minka is that he can play a little bit of you know slot corner and stuff if you need him, so he does have some versatility. But at what point is it 
where, where, how high do we see the safety position go? And should they be getting paid more than corners at this point or not? So I, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with the NFL going to the wide receiver going outside. I mean, it used to be, you know, linebacker, you have to, you used to have to win up the middle, right? It was, it was interior defensive line and, and linebackers, but the game is starting to be played out on the edges and who's your last line of defense. It's your safeties. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that's why you're emphasizing it because it's no longer three yards in a cloud of dust. Playing within five to seven yards of the, you know, you give up five to seven yards. You can't give up 70. And I think that's why the safety position has become such a premium. Yeah, I, so I, I think it matters what kind of safety you are. Um, there's, there's safeties in the league that I just think are just completely – it's. They're so fucking valuable. Guys like Harrison Smith, who they can not, they're not only elite in coverage, but they can also step up and play run stop. Uh, they can also blitz the quarterback. I think these Swiss Army Knife uh, guys, like kind of like Troy Paul Malu, I, I, I think Harrison Smith is probably the closest to Troy Paul Malu we've seen since Troy Paul Malu. I think guys like that are the guys you want to pay. I think you want to steer a hard away from guys like Jamal Adams who is currently the second highest paid uh, safety in the league, and I think it's really laughable. I really do. I I think it's laughable because Jamal Adams is such a weak uh, coverage guy. I I just don't think you can justify a guy like that. I I think they really need to be playing Jamal Adams more as a linebacker than they do as a safety. Uh, I think in order to be a safety, you need to be a guy who's, who's able to cover. Um, but a Derwin James, uh, you know, Kyle Hamilton to me, when I, when I watch Kyle Hamilton's film, I think Troy Polamalu, that's what I, that's my, that was my first impression that I got out of him. Um, I mean, but another guy that gets used as a multi different positional kind of player is Jalen Ramsey, who they play at the star, uh, for the Rams where he's kind of plays, you know, in the slot so that they can move him around and just be like, listen, yes, we can have him take out your best wide receiver, but we can also threaten him to cover any position that we need to or blitz. And I mean, that's just a supreme advantage when you've got that kind of chess piece back there. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Kyle Hamilton, sideline to sideline. You hear that a lot with linebackers. I think you're going to start hearing it uh, with, with safeties because Kyle Hamilton can just cover so much ground and it can blitz. He can do anything you want. You know what I mean? Same thing with Derwin, same thing with Jalen. these multi-positional defensive backs are becoming more and more of a thing, especially as nutrition and all these guys, like we get bigger and stronger and faster and, you know, we're still able to cover. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. So I did do some just quick research on the spot research uh, for the Steelers defense uh, for their 11 starters. Only four of them were not former first round picks. That is fucking bananas. That is fucking bananas. That that's insane. That, that's a, that's a heavy investment. It's it's insane. <laughs> no, I, I'm not like like you know Miles Jack first rounder. Um, the, the, these are these are a lot of the guys they've acquired. So these aren't guys that they drafted. But this, this is such a stacked defense. Sure, Joe games. Hayden, right? Yeah, he, he's not on the team right now. Um, okay. so but I think they're waiting to see what some of the younger guys do. I guarantee Joe Hayden's in camp with the Steelers. Gotcha. It's one of those like it's a free agent, but waiting to see and then. Um, you, you bring them in. You let them skip all the veteran offseason stuff. All right. Um, cool. Do we want to cover a little bit of gambling before you guys uh, go watch the Bolts? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do, let's do some gambling. So as you know, um, whether it's on the pod or it's on our weekend shows, uh, we cover gambling. Um, and you can gamble on just about anything nowadays. True. true. Uh, and um, per Bovada. 
Uh, they have the Stranger Things death odds. Um, so this is minor spoiler. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you have not seen uh, the first half of the season, shame on you, or any the of way. them, uh, or any yeah. Stranger Things episodes, and, you, and you plan now, to watch, if, if you then, then you can cut out now. No, but shame yeah. on you. At, at this point, you're, you're given a two-week buffer, and, and after that, we don't give a fuck. If you haven't watched it after two weeks, like get a hold of yourself. Uh, have less, you know, less important things life. to do. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, um, so kind of weird in, in these, uh, but I'll go ahead and just quickly run them down. Um, we have Steve at uh, Steve Harrington, my favorite at even odds, even money. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got eleven at plus one fifty. Jonathan, who's out in like Utah, plus four hundred. I think that's silly. Hopper at plus five hundred. Joyce uh, at eight plus eight fifty. Nancy at plus eleven hundred. Will at plus twelve hundred. This isn't season one. And Mike at plus fourteen hundred. Um, is there any of those that jump out to you right away? I like Will. I like Will at yeah. plus twelve hundred, man. Like yeah. getting pulled back in at the, from the mind flare. Like he's out something. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Also, I think he's uh, they're they're kind of hinting towards him being you know gay and into mike and i think at some point in time maybe <laughs> time there's, a, there's a there's a sacrificial <laughs> no there's a sacrificial like oh i'm gonna sacrifice myself for you kind of thing going on um i don't know i just kind of like that the, the plus 1200 the the long odds there uh, the leave me throw a little money on that one so the, yeah newman yeah go ahead drew the guys on the list i think you can just scratch off hopper because we've already they've already like they've already killed they've hopper. already killed him quote unquote like you can't yeah. do that again it's it's not even interesting anymore um jonathan's not interesting period jonathan's the most, least interesting character in the show and he looks like he's 48 years old i mean <laughs> uh, steve harrington he, who by the way is the oldest cast member of all the kids at the age of 30 um he is is 100 i i see why he's even odds because that's the guy who's gonna die I, I I really do think that's that's yeah. the guy that's gonna die. He he's definitely gonna make a sacrifice too, for sure. For sure. For his for his children. Yeah, for his kids. See, I don't think Steve can die because they've they've painted him as like the parent. He, like the He's the, a lot the, of the comic relief. He's a lot of comic relief for him. He, um, if everyone wanna have another season, they they can't kill Steve, right? So so that that really is the question. Is it over forever? Because there's a lot of rumors that it is. I personally think there's no way the show is over. It's such a fucking money bag. And by the way, all these actors aren't that talented. <laughs> so I, I I don't think that any of they them... They don't have to be. I, but that's the thing. I don't think any of them really have a career outside of this. And so I, I think there's definitely going to be like a follow-up. And I'd love personally for them to, them to be like a Stranger Things, like everyone's an adult and they like return to Hawkins, sort of like an It 2 type premise. Where like maybe they all go and like have their lives and then something happened in Hawkins and so they have to like return to deal with it. I think that'd be a sick thing to do in like five years. But I think you can't kill Steve, but I think he's the most likely guy to die if it is over. I, I, I think I can cont contest your just a little bit. There's a couple people that I think have a potential future here. Uh, I think Steve is definitely the, the number one uh, potential acting future just because that kind of guy always winds up going on to some other future success. Look at... Um, John Travolta when he was Welcome Back Cotter and all that other stuff. Uh, Kelso. Uh, yeah, but Ashton Stranger Kutcher. Things has been out for like seven years. What have you seen, Steven? I'm just, 
I mean, he's been, he's done some commercials and stuff. He's, I'm just saying he's 30. I think he's got. <laughs> I think he he presents the biggest the best chance there. And then I think uh, Lucas, just based on whatever uh, limited opportunities for other people, kind of thing, um, that he has a chance to to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Steve Steve was in the Free Guy movie with Ryan Reynolds. That was pretty good. He I mean he was just fine. He was kind of a forgettable character in that movie. But I, I'm all over Nancy. I think Nancy. Um, you know, I, she was the one who was left in there at the end of the, uh, first part. Um, Mike left her to go off to California. Um, I think Nancy is going to die and like Steve is going to like Rambo it in the final season or the final two episodes. I think Steve becomes the hero avenging Nancy. Um, and if you listen to Newman and I's show on, on the weekend, you know, I love, uh, when you start getting that plus thousand territory, so plus eleven hundred, that's twelve to one odds. Um, that's fantastic odds for someone who's. I mean, Nancy's in the worst position right now. She's one on one in Ve- with Vecna in the Upside Down. Um, so it's funny. That's that what I think. I I think they're all this uh, this whole ranking system. It's almost a ranking of least interesting character to most interesting character, in my <laughs> opinion. Like the the old. The, it really is. The, the only guy that, that is strangely high on the list is Jonathan because, God, he's such an uninteresting character. And nobody wants Nancy to end up with Jonathan, by the way. Nobody. No. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. All right, folks. We're going to go like, watch the Lightning game. Any closing thoughts? Oh, uh, uh, Brandon, uh, you mentioned it. Why the fuck isn't Eddie on this list? Right? I, I, that's that's Bovada must know something that he's already dead. He must, I don't know yeah, if there's he, leaks he, or anything. He must be like negative odds. Gotta Ed, be. Eddie's gotta be di- definitely dying for sure. Yep. Eddie's no dead. I'm sorry. The, uh, apparently there's a leaks or uh, they've released pictures of Eddie like slaying on his guitar in the, in the upside down. Can't wait for that scene. Yeah, like in, uh, I mean, oh god, what's the movie we love uh, with Tom Hardy, where the guy's uh, Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah, that's what Eddie looks like. He looks like that guitar <laughs> guy, just going at it on that. All I, right, guys, go I, go watch the bolts. I just um, want to. My last closing thought is, uh, how great is it to have Skywalker on our side? Yeah, dude, the Force, the Force. Go bolts, man! I think this is going to be a contentious series. I do think we're going to fall down again, just like the Rangers series. Because um, I mean, the Avalanche—they are fucking really, really good, but. I do think it's interesting how many people are counting out the lightning this early on. We've got the weirdest man in hockey it, in goal. It, 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 in, in my in my opinion, it feels like when everybody was counting out the Patriots against the Chiefs, the vastly superior Chiefs a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. Or wait, no, I'm sorry. No, uh, sorry, the, the, the Bucks. Uh, w- yep. When everyone was counting out the Bucks against the Chiefs uh, and the Chiefs were favored um, and... I was just kind of like, how can you count against Tom Brady? And it, it feels like the same thing to me. Yeah. It really does. We've got Vassy. We got Vassy. All right. See you. Night, folks.